The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Superpowers of the Soul with Tonya Dawn Rackler and the Superpower Experts. Hello and blessings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Superpowers of the Soul. I'm your host, Amorakai, and I am overjoyed to be chatting today with our fabulous, fabulous guest, Alison Zart, about nourishing motherhood. Mm. I got to tell you, as a mom, today's episode is very near and dear to my heart. And uh, (laughs) I really wish I'd had Allison around when I was first initiated into motherhood almost, oh my goodness, 20 years ago now. Holy moly. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about her. Allison is a mom of two. She's an engineer, a science geek. I love that. And an integrative nutrition coach. She is the founder of the Nutrition Doula, where she uses her nutrition training to care for pregnant, postpartum, and breastfeeding moms with the power of food. And you know, I really stand behind her belief that we as mothers deserve just as much care as our babies do, and that one of the most powerful ways to give ourselves that care is through great nutrition. I absolutely love how she talks about how her clients go from being stressed out, exhausted zombie moms, also known as mombies, I can relate to that, to moms who are enjoying their ideal body weight, full of energy, no longer slaves to their hormones, and just really feeling like themselves again. That's the piece that resonates most with me. I so remember that longing to just feel like myself again. And so I'm so delighted she's here. Allison is such a lovely being, a super inspiring soul. I love the important work she's up to in the world. And I'm just super jazzed to have her on here with us today to share her deeply nourishing wisdom. So let's go ahead and bring her on. Allison, we're so happy you're here, honey. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I'm so happy to be talking with you today about nourishing motherhood. I mean, I really meant what I said. I wish you'd been around in my early days of motherhood because in hindsight, it is crystal clear to me that the most important thing for our babies is to have a happy, healthy, well-nourished mama. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And <laughs> You know, in fact, I got into this because uh, it's something that I needed. And then I witnessed that it was something that every single person I knew, every friend, every family member, every, you know, internet buddy who went (laughs) through becoming a mom also needs it. And I was like, why don't we have this? So (laughs) what a great question. Why don't we have this? Why isn't this a normal, natural thing? I love that. Mm-hmm. I know you have so much wisdom and inspiration to share. Um, before we get deep into it, I'm sure our audience would just love to get to know you a little bit more by hearing your answer to one of our fave questions around here. And that is, what do you consider are your superpowers of the soul in this red hot moment of life? And how are you using them for good right now? Ooh, um, that is, you know, <laughs> it's a simple question, but also, what is it? That's a good now I'm pondering on it. But first thing I want to say is, or, you know, I'm going to call this a developing superpower because it's something that I have really been leaning into this year and um, is a self-trust. 
essentially knowing that what I am doing, trusting myself to, to be capable of doing all the work that I'm doing, all the things I'm doing, uh, when whether it's work related or family related or finances related or whatever it may be, um, it's just been a loud and clear message all year that you need to no let go, trust yourself, like uh, over and over again. And so um, that's been a practice for the first half of this year. And you know, practice makes improvement, and <laughs> that's really where my focus is right now. So that's what I'm going to answer that question with. Oh, I love it. This feels like it's going to be such a valuable conversation. Oh my goodness. The self-trust piece. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. And I, I love your reflection that it is a developing superpower. It surely is. I so relate to that. And I can't think of uh, anything more um, necessary is not quite the right word, but um, (laughs) anything more needed as a mom, that Mm -hmm. level of self-trust, especially to go into this nourishment piece that we're about to dive deep in with you. I mean, it's honing that self-trust superpower to trust yourself, to know what's best for you, to know that you deserve it, to know that not only you need it, but your baby needs it. I would suspect It's Mm -hmm. it's a key piece there. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we go dive deep, deep, deep into it, because I want to hear everything you have to say. I just think you have such a wealth of information to share. We're going to go ahead, take our short break now so we can just flow with no interruption when we get back. So just before we do that, Allison, where can we tell people to go find out more about you and all the awesomeness you're up to in the world? Yeah. um, Well, I have a website. It is thenutritiondoula.com. So that's a great way to get in touch with me and kind of see what's new. And then um, I'm most active on Instagram. Uh, it's at the nutrition doula, all one word. And um, that's where I hang out. So if you have want to send me a message or chat about anything, um, then that's where you can find me easiest. Excellent. Okay, perfect. And we'll be sure to put those links up on the show page for everybody too. All right, everyone, you are listening to Superpowers of the Soul here on the Superpower Network. And we're going to be right back to get deep into nourishing motherhood with Allison Zant in just a moment. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amora Kai. And if you're just tuning in, today we are talking with Allison Zarnt about nourishing motherhood. And I'm so excited to dive in to this with you, Allison. You know, I really do love what you're up to in the world. I meant everything I said before the break. And before we just dive right into speaking specifically about food, I'd love to hear you chat a little bit about your beliefs around shifting the whole mindset. You know, I've heard you and and read about you and your beliefs that that we need to shift the whole mindset around what it means to become a mother, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's chat about that for a second. Let's let's talk about that. (laughs) So... Um, you know, in, I would say in Western culture, but especially here in the United States, there is this societal pressure or belief or however you want to call it, um, ideal, I guess, around moms in general. Um, they're kind of held on this uh, pedestal 
of like being the know-all and the, you know, foundation and the hero or, or whatever in, of the world, like without moms, nothing would run right, all this kind of stuff. Um, but there's an underlining, t- underlying tone to all of that, that the only identity that you're allowed to have is mom. And if you're not, um, you know, moms are supposed to sacrifice. Moms are supposed to give up themselves. Moms are supposed to live through their kids. Um, like she who sacrifices the most loves the most. Like the more you give up of yourself for your kids, the more you prove that you love them. And that messaging is it's subtle or sometimes not so subtle. And it's the measuring stick for which we look at moms in general. So when you put somebody to this kind of like, I don't, uh, I don't know if Madonna is the right word, but you know, that I don't, like a statue type complex there that is, is this perfection, but it's not somebody who has anything else in the world except for their kids. Um, and that's really, that's not it. That's just really not a way uh, to, to live. And while you can absolutely love your children and love being a mother um, mother is a verb not a noun, you mother your children, right? And so where's the other piece to it? And and because this messaging is so pervasive, it becomes like, if you actually want to care for yourself or leave your kids for a weekend or any kind of like, well, what's wrong with you? Because that's not what society's picture of mother is. You should never need a break. You should never need uh, any of that stuff. And um, I just... I would like to just turn it all on its head, completely on its head, and really get people to understand that if you are going to be a mother and raise children and have these helpless, helpless humans who are born become, you know, amazing uh, human beings who can contribute to the world, who have their gifts, who have their confidence, who all the things that we want for our children. If, if we want them to grow into adults who have all of these things, then we have to be able to model those things first, which means that we need those things. We can't model it if we don't have it. So we need to be full and complete humans, like with our own interests, with our own boundaries, with our own um, abilities that we celebrate, with our own flaws, and how do we navigate around those um, versus this, you know, sterile sacrifice, sacrificial lamb kind of motherhood that we have been told we need to do instead. Oh my gosh. You're speaking to so much. (laughs) Sitting on my hand so I don't interrupt you. Yes. Yes. To all of that. And you know, there's so many perspectives in here, but one of the things that come to mind for me, because I have have the benefit of, of some hindsight now, I have some years in the conscious parenting space and raising my own family. And the, the thing about this that really strikes me is we don't recognize what that old paradigm, that old sacrificial way, mom not having any identity of kids. We think that, I think you said that it's something like, uh, what did you say? She who sacrifices the most loves the most. You sort of summarize yeah. it in that. Mm-hmm. Right. But what I don't think we recognize is the burden that that is to our children. Mm-hmm. As they grow up, that is not necessarily um, received in the way it was intended, right? We intend it to be the most loving act, the most loving thing, but it ends up being a, a bit of a burden 
on those beautiful children unintentionally, I find. And so Mm -hmm. I love that you're speaking to the modeling portion because it's not so much what we do for our children really that, you know, or do for them, right? And at the end of the day, it's, it's who we are and what we model for them that mm-hmm. they have the ability to then model after or choose for themselves or be in the energy frequency of that teaches 10 times more than anything we're actually saying, anything we're actually trying to do for them. Does that make sense in your experience? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to pick a uh, completely mundane uh, thing out of the air, but say tying, tying their shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're going to do for them and tie, tie your baby's shoes. And mm-hmm. obviously when they're really little, that's necessary because they cannot do for themselves, but eventually you teach your child to tie their shoes because that's a skill that they need to live in the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I um, love the mundane example. It's so relatable. So if you continue to sacrifice and tie their shoes for them every time, you know, oh, I'm going to stop everything I'm going to do. I'm going to tie your shoe. And you do that for the whole life, then who are you releasing into the world as an adult? Mm-hmm. And where, how are they going to feel when they're in the world unable to do basic tasks because you just continue to sacrifice over and over again? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a silly extreme example. I'm sure you could YouTube how to tie your shoe when you're 20. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but building on your example and what you're really speaking to here is, is those of us that don't stop to tie our own shoes mm-hmm. before yeah. tying our children's shoes. I mean, simple example, but there we go. Our children's shoes are all tied up and we're putting all that care and attention and time into them. Meanwhile, we're tripping all, all over our own laces. Mm-hmm. We're falling down. We're not taking care of ourselves. And I mean, that's the piece and everything that you do that just resonates so strongly in me is getting that piece of ourselves as mothers to understand how important it is, how much benefit that it's the ultimate benefit to our children to be able to do that, to be able to not think of it as selfish. Oh, I wish that had never, ever happened. That idea that taking care of ourselves first and foremost is selfish instead of the most selfless thing we could do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to me. I mean, back to the shoe tying example, (laughs) not only do you have to trip over your own shoes, but then people point out like, oh, you're such a good mom. Your shoes aren't tied. Clearly you, love your kids. clearly you love your kids so much, you know, and you're like, help me. I'm tripping. I'm falling. Yeah. And they're like, oh, but you're such a good mom. High five. Way go. Way to go. Being a good, you never get the help. Yeah. Um, oh, and then yeah. say, you say, this is, this is a bunch of crap and uh, I'm going to start tying my shoes. Then what do you get? Why are your shoes tied? Your shoes are always tied. I notice your shoes are always tied. <laughs> do you really love your children? <laughs> it's just so backwards. The, the messaging we get from strangers in the store and um, seeing it in TV shows and all kinds of things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so with you. I'm so with you. Uh, so I love what you stand for around that. I, I love that you're out there really talking about this stuff and bringing awareness to, you know, we do have the ability to embrace a new mindset, everyone. We do have the ability to embrace that new mindset that uh, we deserve the same level of care. Of course we do. Uh, how can we not bring the same level of care to the person caring for those babies 
as to the babies themselves. Don't we want those babies in the best possible care? Don't we want those, those beings, right? Being raised mm-hmm. to be incredible human beings in the best possible care world. How can they be if they're in the care of someone who is not being cared for as deeply? I think that's a brilliant mind shift. I love that you're all about that. And so one of the angles you've really chosen to focus on is food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it is the single most powerful way to really start shifting that in your day-to-day life. Mm, Let's talk about that. How so? So are you going to go a day without eating? (laughs) No, (laughs) not willingly. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Not willingly. Right. I mean, there's, me, I don't know, maybe you did intermittent fasting or something. I'm not talking about something like that. But in general, mm-hmm. you must eat food because if you do not eat food, you will die. <laughs> These are facts. Yeah. And so if you have to spend the time eating, no matter what, it's not something you can avoid. That time must be spent on you doing something to keep you alive then why not make those foods that you're eating foods that deeply support you so that in the other hours of day that you don't have to spend your time, you're more yourself, you're more alert, you have more energy, you feel better, and therefore you can actually manage better in all of those other areas. This is the foundation that helps you manage everything else in your life. We talk about like mommy brain and brain fog and things like that. And, you know, how frustrating is it when you're dealing with that, when you're pregnant and when you're uh, postpartum, when your kids are young and some, for some women, it never even goes, never goes away. And you get extremely frustrated because you're like, man, I was sharp. I was on the ball. I never needed to, to keep a calendar. Like I would never was late for anything before I had kids. And then I just ended up turning stupid. And then you have negative self talk about that. And that brain fog in itself can be managed or eliminated entirely by changing your foods that you're eating. You can hear, I can hear thousands of people right now vibrating to what, what, just with food? What, how, tell me how, tell me how right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's amazing to me to, you know, I, um, you know, prior to switching full-time over into nutrition, I was a engineer, um, you know, working, in a high stress engineering style job. And the identity crisis I had when the brain fog set set in and the mommy brain set in and I was, and I'm like, I know I'm smarter than this. Like, why won't my brain work? And I'm beating myself up. Why won't my brain work? And turns out like, it's just paying attention to those foods and making sure that you're getting the ones in that are going to let your brain function. (laughs) Cause you just put a huge demand on your body with pregnancy. Um, and breastfeeding. You just put a demand on your body that's never been seen before. And we talk about how, um, you know, people joke when you're pregnant, oh, you're eating for two, huh? Um, And it's not twice the calories that you need when you're pregnant. It's twice the the nutrition, twice the nutrients. Um, You're, the needs, they're, they're just beginning to break into like nutritional needs for pregnancy and discovering that the recommended allowances for have been woefully inadequate and under what they were supposed to be. Yeah. And you, you need, you need double sometimes higher than double of keys, vitamins, nutrients in pregnancy in order to, in order to grow the baby and sustain your own bodily functions. Now, what happens is we often don't get 
we don't get it. And your body prioritizes the baby. So before anybody is like, oh my God, I hurt, hurt my baby. No, your body is going to give everything it needs to the baby and you get whatever's left over. You get the crumbs. And so if your body has been through a pregnancy or two or three surviving on crumbs throughout those whole times, like how actually depleted are you? This is why we're having this dysfunction. So replenishing those stores or during pregnancy, getting enough nutrition in so that you don't deplete your stores is really what's going to make the difference between feeling like yourself postpartum and feeling like a shell of a human. You know how much comfort and relief I can imagine that you have just brought to so many women who are listening to this postpartum. And I got to tell you, and actually I'll ask you because in my experience, you know, we talk about the first year or two postpartum the most as postpartum, but mm-hmm. I got to tell you those symptoms and those experiences can still be occurring five years, 10 years, 15 years postpartum, if mm-hmm. they are never addressed properly. Is that absolutely. your experience? Would you agree yes. with that? Okay. Yes, absolutely. I actually, I am, I have had several clients who have um, older children. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my clients, her youngest was 13. And the reason why she came to work with me was because she said, my health went down the toilet when I got pregnant. It's never yeah. been the same. I know something got screwed up when I was pregnant. And yeah. uh, so I'm trying to fix that. And we started her on, you know, change it around to like a really replenishing style of eating. And um, by the time we were done working together, she was to the point where she was able to resume. She used to dance um, for exercise. And she was always so physically exhausted from work that she would get home and she would sleep for like 10 or 12 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was able to start dancing again. She was like, I can't believe I have so much energy. I'm getting my work done. My work at work is getting done half the time. Um, I'm able to start doing the things that I love. Like I can't, I, she was just amazed with all of it. It was just life-changing for her. And um, you're exactly right. Those, the imbalance that can be set up when you're pregnant or postpartum can persist for the rest of your life, if not um, addressed at some point. Yeah. I, I really see that a lot. I've experienced it myself. So I speak a little bit from, you know, my observations and, and connections with others, but also a little bit from myself. And it really is, something that sort of gets swept up into this pile of, I guess that's just the way it is. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, for some of us, then, then the new, (laughs) well, not new, but the old next mindset that I think we should change (laughs) comes in about age. So then it Mm -hmm. shifts from being anything related to postpartum, which it still is. And you, you get the reflection from others that old age is inevitable and this is what it looks like. And that's not true either in my humble opinion or experience. Right. And so, you know, I, I just feel like there's so much hope here and there's such an opportunity here to shift everything and change your life. And uh, my heart is screaming with joy for that client of yours that got to get back to dancing. Talk about getting back to being yourself again and feeling mm-hmm. like yourself again and experiencing what brings you joy in life like that. That's incredible. Yeah, I was it, I was so happy for her. Like, I oh, yeah. can't even. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, have the tears, right? Yeah, the I, get it. I get it. That's freedom. That is mm-hmm. freedom. All right. So one thing you said that uh, I'm going to put on my fridge now because <laughs> I love it so much and I haven't heard it before is a replenishing style of eating. Mm-hmm. How beautiful is that? What does that even look like? Can you give us a hint or two? Well, um, it centers around uh, eating nutrient 
nutrient density. That's kind of what we're aiming for with everything. So, uh, and to be clear, this is meant to be a way of eating that you can get the food at the grocery store. You don't got, you don't need some like, you know, magic berry from the Himalayas or anything like that. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Like this is meant to be the local foods in your local grocery store. And that's part of the reason why I got into this to begin with, because I was so sick and tired of seeing the Mm -hmm. supplements and the like MLM style companies and everything being pushed on new moms as the cure-all because we know, we know something's off. We know like we're not feeling ourselves and we're desperate to get back to feeling like ourselves or being even able to function and get through the day. Cause mm-hmm. like what happens, the laundry piles up, the dishes piles up, you get overwhelmed. It just spirals out of control. You know, how am I, I have talked to women who are afraid they're going to lose their jobs because they just can't, can't Aww. do and perform at the level that they used to perform at. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so of course, like you're looking for anything and then in swoop these kind of predatory companies saying, oh, well, take my little green pill or buy my shake and everything will be fine. And you don't have to do that. Like you can, it can literally just be food at, from the grocery store. Um, and so back to nutrient density, nutrient density, what that means is we're talking about the amount of nutrients that are per bite of food that you're eating. So if I ate a bite, a tablespoon, like a spoon full of sugar, just sugar, um, then the nutrients that I'm getting out of that, I'm getting like two, I'm getting glucose and fructose essentially. And your body processes both of those things. It uses glucose for energy. It converts fructose into triglycerides and stores it as fat for later energy. Um, And Okay. So that's how many nutrients I have in that spoonful. Now, if my spoonful is something like, uh, let's say it's brown rice that I cooked in bone broth. I added some avocado oil to it and, um, a couple of different spices, for example, then the nutrients that I'm getting in that bite of food, well, you know, I have the fiber and I have Uh, you know, multiple forms of B vitamins. I have the omega-3 and monounsaturated fats from the avocado oil. I have the um, minerals from the bone broth that, um, and the collagen and some of the protein from that. So the amount of things that I'm getting that my body can use and needs in that second bite is much higher than the bite of just sugar. So when we're talking about nutrient density, essentially, Per bite, you want to have as many nutrients, as many things as your body needs as possible in, in every bite that you're eating. Um, and this is what allows you to, to take control of your food and your situation here um, without an increased expenditure of time. It takes the same amount of time for you to eat that bite of sugar or that nutrient-dense bite of food. But one of them is going to be working for you long after you've eaten it versus one's going to work for a few seconds and be done. So um, it's really about finding the foods that have that high quality level of nutrition in them, combining them together in a way to make them uh, the bites as nutrient dense as possible. Mm -hmm. And then um, going from there and making sure that we have a good balance and keeping your blood sugar balanced for um, throughout the day would be the um, last two components there. Ah, And it's so 
I mean, when I hear you speak about that, the first thing that comes to my mind, because, you know, let's circle back to what you said before about these companies and these ideas and the, you know, I mean, diet fitness industry, I won't even go there, but right. Inevitably it creates this sort of fractioning in the family home around the dinner table of mom, who's already, you know, stressed out or whatever split six ways is then if she's the one in charge of meals a lot of the time, how many different mm-hmm. meals does she feel she has to make? Or, yes. or you know, she doesn't get to join in the family meals. So whoever's mm-hmm. preparing the family meal, but she takes herself off and enjoys her green pills or, you know, side of lettuce or whatever, whatever is going on. And this feels so much better. This feels so inclusive and so beautiful. And who wouldn't want to feed their children nutrient density in the same way of what you're talking about. I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah, it's exactly. just phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I love those solutions that are win, win, win for all instead mm-hmm. of, you know, so separating all the time. So uh, thank you for that. But the other thing that comes to mind is, is the confidence. I mean, that feels to me like if you can have confidence in the kitchen, if you can have confidence in nutrition, if you can have confidence in how you feed yourself and how you're feeding your family, that mm-hmm. is creating energy, that is replenishing reserves, that is uh, giving you the energy you need and the energy they need to have high immunity, I would assume, uh, you know, high energy and all the building blocks for everything you need to repair and replenish and have your brains at full capacity. I mean, to me, that is just living in confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the word confidence because that is actually one of the bullet points when I'm going over how my program works with a potential client. Mm-hmm. One of the benefits from the program is gaining that confidence around nutrition. Like once they have the educational piece, because I mm-hmm. I will not tell you just eat these foods. I'm going to educate you on why you would want to choose this food over that food. <laughs> and um, once you you can't unlearn it once you know it. And so what it allows my clients to do is go out into the world with that confidence and they can show up at any restaurant, they can show up in any grocery store they've never been in before. And have you ever been in a store and you're looking at food and you're like, you just don't know what's the right choice. Mm-hmm. You know, you're reading yeah. the advertising and the marketing and things like that on the sure. front of it. And you're just like, I don't know Well, yeah. they know <laughs> they, have, they have all of the tools to look through the stuff and be like this <laughs> it has pretty package, but it's actually BS. And this one yeah. over here is the the way to go in out of these choices. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm. Uh, it's interesting that you keyed in on that word because that is one of the uh, one of the tangible benefits from uh, from the program is getting that confidence. Well, listening to you speak, quite honestly, and just as a mom, that's how I felt. You know, I'm in, mm-hmm. I'm envisioning, and food was a, a big journey for us, and so I I. I have an experience of it. And that's really what it was. It was the confidence. I mean, I got to tell you the last thing um, that I feel is, is of highest benefit to my health or my family's is, is letting a marketer influence or determine my food choices. Mm-hmm. But unless you have some level of education or some level of knowledge about it from a source such as yourself, because I mean, maybe I am going to bring the diet fitness industry into it a little bit because that's where we go, right? We mm-hmm. go to the popular books on the shelf. We're checking out at the market. Something catches our eye for a result that we want. Maybe it's weight loss. Maybe it's a lift of energy or brain fog and we grab it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these I find are, are very, um, the opposite of what you said you would never do. You just said, I, I'm not going to tell you eat this or that. I'm going mm-hmm. to educate you so that you 
can make your own choices intelligently. And to me, that reads confidently. I mean, that is confidence to move through the world and know how to feed yourself for, for the effects that you want. I mean, there's that's base level abundance <laughs> to have confidence in that. I mean, yeah. Oh, I love what you're doing in the world. I wish you'd been around 20 years ago. It's so much easier for me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's awesome. And I bet it's quite a rewarding thing that you do. I mean, as a mom too, and, and seeing all this and what you get to do, I, I bow very deeply to that. Okay. Before we wrap up right now, and you know, I'm, I'm imagining people listening. I'm, I'm imagining the, okay, but where do I start? Okay. But this sounds great. What do I do now? Wh- what are your top tips for someone listening right now who this is really resonating with? I mean, they've, you've got Allison's site, go there, I'm sure. I start there, but is there any takeaways that they can put into action right here, right now that you would give? Uh, you know, I will just go out with the three or four things that we start everybody with. Um, the first is, and forgive me for it sounding so completely basic, but the first is water. That's it. <laughs> just water. Mm-hmm. Um, you would not believe the amount of difference that it makes for drinking enough water yeah. for your body. And, um, you can actually calculate it cause it's not eight glasses a day or whatever, or, or a gallon a day or whatever, you know, whatever the latest fitness trend is, it's unique for your individual body. Cause every single person is a unique individual. And so there isn't a one size fits all number that can be prescribed. You can start with half of your body weight in ounces of water every day. That's a good start for most people. And then, um, when I work with a client, we modify it. You need more for breastfeeding. You need more if you're pregnant. You need more if you drink a lot of caffeine. You need more if you are um, in really hot weather, like we are in the Midwest right now in the summertime, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we go from there. But starting with at least half your body weight analysis is um, step one. Uh, step two is getting, again, enough vegetables in, which is not what we learned for the food pyramid when we were kids yeah. that had uh, <laughs> oh, remember the food pyramid with like the six to 11 certainly I do yeah of cereal on the bottom of it uh, like, mm-hmm. replace the bottom of the food pyramid with, with vegetables and then you're on the right track um and this does not mean to go vegan or vegetarian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but it means that that's how many vegetables you need regardless if you eat meat or not um So that would be step two. And uh, step three is really paying attention to added sugar content in food Um, and know that the food industry is uh, sneaky and savvy. And they are aware now that we are aware that sugar is not so good for you. You know, if you know anything about the kind of the history of food uh, since the sixties, they were hiding it and blaming all of this stuff on saturated fats when the actual heart disease and everything is because of excessive sugar amounts. Um, so you might have been aware of that, uh, that cat getting out of the bag a few years ago. And so now people are trying to avoid sugar a lot. Um, and so the food industry has shifted to calling it other things on the labels. 60 or 70 different kind of other things is my understanding. It's ridiculous. Yes. yes it's yeah. it's yeah. so yeah. really being able to sleuth out that if there is added sugar in and avoiding it, um, you mm-hmm. can find products that don't have it. Um, it does take a little bit of work to find them. Um, but once you find them, it's just as easy as grocery shopping like you do now. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Oh, powerful. Powerful. All right, my dear. 
Uh, I can't thank you enough for this. It's inspiring. It's actionable. It is life-changing. I mean, I don't think we could ask for too much more than that. Awesome. I'm really <laughs> glad I got to talk to you today. So, Oh, honey, it's a beautiful conversation. And I thank you so deeply. I really do appreciate you being here with us today. You know, you, you have a way of speaking about all these things in plain English, right? That makes such a big difference on whether, first of all, we can hear it. And second of all, we can understand it. And third of all, um, feel confident enough. There's that word again, but really feel confident enough to take action on it. And mm-hmm. it's all here. It's all here. So you know, thank circling you. back to that superpower question from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the developed one is making the complicated simple. Yeah. <laughs> so my whole, um, most of my engineering career, I was um, also in training or education. Like I started off by teaching Navy kids, how to operate nuclear submarines. I mean, you got to teach a 17 year old nuclear physics. You got to figure out how to make it simple. So um, I I really love doing that. I love taking like the, you know, geeked out nutrition research papers and breaking it down into something that is like you said, plain English and makes sense to people. Yeah. Well, thank goodness you do, you know, and thank goodness you love it because for, for many of us, no joke, trying to decipher food in today's day and age makes you kind of feel like you need a degree in nuclear physics. So uh, thank you. (laughs) Just thank you. (laughs) All right. Beautiful conversation. Allison. thank you so much for being here, Angel. Really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Thank you, too. Mm -hmm. My pleasure. All right. And everyone else listening, thank you all for joining us here today, too. As always, I, I deeply hope, my deepest prayer is that today's episode serves your highest possible good and really inspires you to explore and expand the power of food to nourish you, uh, whether you're raising amazing humans at the moment or not. And if you're feeling inspired to explore other nourishing places and spaces and you're someone who also loves amazing experiences, then I also invite you to come play with us at the next Experience Your Superpowers live event. Uh, virtually cast, which is absolutely free for you to attend, or even perhaps inside the next CIFA training workshop. If you haven't heard of CIFA yet, please let me be the one to tell you about it and how absolutely amazing it is. It is one of those things you just have to experience for yourself to understand. So I encourage you to head on over to the updated site at superpowerexperts.com for all the latest info or to get registered today. And I hope to see you there. All right. Until next time, everyone, keep unlocking your own superpowers of the soul and put them to great use building a life and a world you love. Bye for now, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.